Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. to GEMS Podcast. Thank you again for tuning back in. With me is Stephanie Olson, and you already know me. I'm the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And here's a bit about Stephanie. Stephanie Olson is a speaker and author and the chief executive officer of the Set Me Free Project, a prevention education organization on human trafficking, social media safety, and healthy relationships. Stephanie has a mission to share that each person has an intrinsic value that cannot be changed. Her work on teaching resilience in life and leadership has inspired people across the U.S., In her conversational and humorous style, Stephanie will inspire but empower. Living with years of parent abandonment, eating disorders, alcoholism, and domestic and sexual violence, she overcame through determination, faith, and resilience. She turned her trauma into triumph. Now, a sought-after speaker, Stephanie runs a successful nonprofit organization and loves to speak to audiences of all kinds, faith-based and non, inspiring, encouraging, and bringing hope everywhere she speaks. So without further ado, please welcome Stephanie Olson to GEMS Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Stephanie. And before we dive into our topic, which is going to be focusing on human trafficking today, I want to give you an option. So you can either break the ice in the beginning or play rapid fire at the end. Ooh, okay. Uh, Let's do break the ice. Okay, y'all, we're going to break the ice with Stephanie Olson. So Stephanie, I want you to share either a crazy thing that you've done in your life or a fun but interesting fact about yourself. Mm. Okay, let's see. Crazy or fun and interesting. So here's here's more fun and interesting. I do crazy stuff like on the daily. So I'm not sure what would apply, but fun and interesting. I love to perform. Um, I do a lot of musical theater and um, dramatic theater. And um, I love to sing and play on my keyboard and, and all that stuff. But I am also a social introvert. So even though I love to be like, you know, doing that, I'm also an introvert. And so I get my, my refreshment and downtime by myself and alone. So Uh, That is definitely fun and interesting because I would not have pictured you to be a social introvert. So most people are surprised by that. Yes. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that. But now let's lay the foundation to our topic, human trafficking. And I saw in your bio and i of course, shared it with the audience that you face domestic and sexual violence. So do you feel like going through what you went through in your younger years made you passionate to speak about human trafficking? 
It's a great question. You know, it's really interesting because I had been working in the area of of women ministry and working with women in the area of domestic and sexual violence, addiction, things like that. But I really had no desire to, um, or even, you know, the thought process of working with people who had been, um, who were, were survivors um, of, of human trafficking. But one of the women that I worked with said, hey, let's help sex traffic victims. That was a quote. And so as I studied it, I learned what it really was about. And I realized that it was not what I thought it was. And I had this image of kidnapping and shipping overseas, and that's what it looked like. But what I realized very quickly was that it really was about relationship building and about traffickers building relationships with um, the people they traffic primarily on social media. And so I had also been working with youth in the area of healthy relationships and schools. And so I really started to look at what that really looked like, what that was, and um, wrote a curriculum because there was nothing out there that was really written to, to youth. And the foundation of the curriculum was is um, that you have intrinsic value, that you have value, and no one can take that away from you, and there's nothing you can do to remove that, but also curriculum that is fun, engaging, and humorous despite the topic. So we go in and we talk to kiddos from third grade through college age for youth and adults from every facet of the community. And I love that you took something that was hard in your life and you turned it around and now you're helping other people who may be in the same area, but they may not necessarily know how to bridge the gap to open up and have that conversation or how to really overcome that. So they're living with that trauma. They're living with the guilt and the shame, and that can you know, weigh in on them heavily when it comes to mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, because I think it's all tied together. Yeah, you, you are so right. You are so right. And a lot of people who are trafficked don't even recognize or self-identify that they are being trafficked. And um, because people are trafficked by primarily people they know. So it's a really difficult thing to, to navigate sometimes. And let's look at the social media aspects because there are more and more people getting on social media and younger children are getting on social media nowadays. We see the TikTok phenomenons, um, social media, and some of the other ones. There's so many others out there to name. So how can we educate the kids on social media? And what are some signs that parents as well as kids need to be mindful of whenever you're thinking about human trafficking in the online space? Yeah, great question. So that is truly the number one place that traffickers find the individuals they traffic, social media. And so we know that social media is not going away. Uh, So we have to help our kiddos safely navigate that. And what we need to know is that some of the areas that are really important to help our kids walk through is that there's this tendency for kids and for ourselves sometimes to just accept any followers that come our way that look normal that look okay you're you're good you're a friend of a friend or whatever but we really only want to have people following us that we know and knowing somebody means that you 
can actually put a hand on their shoulder at some point in your life that you have connection with. Um, and so that is one of those really important things because we put all of our information on social media, everything that anybody might want to know about us. And what these people are going to do is not come and kidnap us. It's not the, the white van syndrome. They're going to come and build a relationship with us based on what they've learned on social media. So that's probably the number one thing that I talk to both kids and parents about is, is knowing who should be following you on social media. That's a good fact. And I like to tell people who are my age, millennials or younger, mm-hmm. my block game is real tight and real strong. If you come at me sideways <laughs> with something that is you know, just doesn't sit right with my spirit. I listen to that intuition and that discernment. I've had guys on Instagram say, hey, gorgeous. I was like, okay, block. Because if you look at my (laughs) profile, you would see that I'm married. I'm happily married. And there's nowhere on my profile that alludes to me wanting you to call me gorgeous. Yes, I know it's a compliment, but if I feed into that, then I'm taking the bait. And then even like some people with some craziness stuff, like, witches and terror card readers and different stuff like first of all that doesn't even sit right with my spirit so block welcome to the block party (laughs) I love that yes okay we can have a block party that's good (laughs) I tell people like and social media paints a vision or it tells other people things so If you don't want people to know certain things about you, just don't put it out there in the social media metaverse. Right, right. And I think that we're all guilty of doing things like that. Sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, but we do live in a different era and it is um, so, so easy to give information that we don't even intend to give just through social media. Yeah. Absolutely. And now there's, there are universal signs whenever someone has been kidnapped that I've seen different organizations are putting out there. So do you know what some of those universal signs are, Stephanie, or what are some code words or something that can help somebody if they were in a predicament where they were abducted, kidnapped, or they're going through the emotional distress to you know, cry out for help, but not make it noticeable where they're putting themselves in harm's way. You know, that is um, interesting because there are things like if you put a black dot on the, your hand, that's an indication that you're in trouble. Um, There have been um, things that if you, you know, hold up certain fingers uh, that, yep, exactly. I'm not sure those are I'm not saying they're not universal science, but I'm not sure they're true universal science because I don't think everybody is aware of that and knows that. And if I think sometimes they're, they're put out there to indicate they might be, um, but if they were true universal science, here's the reality, a trafficker would be able to see that and would stop that in a heartbeat. So one of the things I always say is um, a couple of things. Number one, one of the best ways to prevent human trafficking is building relationships because traffickers build big, build huge relationships. We need to build better ones. And so when somebody in our life comes to us with a potential issue or this is what 
we need to be prepared to listen to them, to have a conversation with them and possibly get them help if that's what they need. Um, most trafficked individuals are not asking for help uh, because this is someone they know, this is someone they love, this is someone they trust. And so it is um, not as common as, as we might think that they're, they're requesting help because they don't, they don't necessarily want it. And a lot of individuals who have been trafficked, there's a survivor that said, I always quote this, if you want to help an individual who's been trafficked, you better be prepared to give them everything their traffickers giving them and more. And that's really how we do that. Oh, sorry. I'm over here on mute. I'm like, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so to be able to give them more than what their trafficker is yeah. giving them. Okay. So let's really dive into the social media aspects. Mm -hmm. So for a person to be trafficking on social media, first of all, it starts with a stranger getting inside of their inner psyche. How are they thinking? And asking them questions and getting that individual to confide in them. Yeah. But then you have to realize, okay, is that individual playing on your inner weaknesses and trying to make you feel as if they really care about you when in actuality, they're just fishing to see if you're going to take the bait. So yeah. mm -hmm. how can we recognize that early on? Because there are some people who are book smart, but definitely not street smart. That's and I sure. think you need to be a blend of both. You need to be book and street smart in this day and age. Correct. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. So it's the grooming process. That's what is happening. It's it's targeting, building trust, filling a need, isolating, sexualizing as a product and maintaining control. That's the grooming process that can happen over a year's time or more. And most traffickers have time to build those relationships, to groom individuals. And it is, it is traffickers go after the vulnerable. You're absolutely right. Sometimes those are weaknesses. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just, hey, my age, my prefrontal cortex, which is my decision maker in my brain is not fully developed. And so um, the, a trafficker might prey on that. And so those are things that we need to watch for. What does that grooming process look like? And one of the things we talk to kiddos about is not about stranger danger, but how do you determine who a trustworthy person is? Because there are certain things that a trustworthy person will never do, or they will do as opposed to somebody who is not trustworthy. And so we have to teach our kids what are the characteristics of a trustworthy person? What does it look like if they are um, not trustworthy? And how do we recognize those things? At kids, adults, young adults, all, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. I think those, uh, yeah, it definitely pertains to everyone. So let's dive into what are those characteristics? Because in order for somebody to really start to be mindful and be aware of their surroundings, whether yes. they are physical surroundings, or maybe they're just the surroundings in the 
internet metaverse. Let's talk about what are some characteristics that you need to look out for and when do you need to report that individual? And I always encourage people, um, I, ju I just don't block somebody. I will report them mm -hmm. as well. So my report game right. is real strong too because I wanna make sure that I am letting the officials know who run that platform. Right. This is somebody to be watchful of because if I didn't take the bait, there may be another woman or even a man because it goes mm -hmm. both ways yes, that will take the bait. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we have to think about trustworthy people, not as roles. So, um, you know, all parents are trustworthy. All pastors are trustworthy. All teachers are trustworthy. We need to understand that there are unfortunately some bad apples in, in the bunch. And so a trustworthy person... Um, and this is kind of the set me free project trademark, but a trustworthy person will never ask um, you to do anything illegal. A trustworthy person will never ask you to go against your moral compass. A trustworthy person will never ask you to keep a secret from parent or guardian. Um, and a trustworthy person always wants the best for you. And so really understanding that if any of those things are breached early on or later on, that is no longer a trustworthy person. And yes, that's when you need to go to someone who you can trust, someone who's a safe adult that you can report and get help for, with that situation. And that's a good point. They will never ask you to do something illegal, but they will never force you to do something that's Correct. outside of your character. Whenever you tell them, no, I'm not going yes. to do that, you, they should not make you feel pressured to exactly. doing something. And if that individual makes you feel pressured to do something that you've already, you know, strongly and steadfastly said no, then that should be a alarming that goes off that says alert, alert. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So true. Yeah. And that goes for anybody. I mean, you think about the things that you say, I'm not comfortable with that, or that just doesn't align with my value system. Anyone who pressures you otherwise, that is not somebody you want to um, spend your time with. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I also encourage people whenever you are shopping in public spaces, it's so important to be aware of your surroundings when you're in parking garages, when you're at the mall, um, whenever you are walking from one area to another, I tell people I walk with my taser. Um, Mace just was not cutting it for me. I want you to feel some pain. Um, <laughs> I'm in Texas, so people call it the wild, wild west. So we definitely pack guns around here. Um, <laughs> so yeah. definitely just be aware of your surroundings. And if you see that you're driving and there's a car tailing you, don't go all the way home. I, t I encourage people right. to drive to a fire department, drive to a police station, or drive to an area that is well lit where you could have witnesses around you. Um, be aware, don't be so distracted on your cell phone because people are always texting and talking yes. on the phone. And people can al always prey on you whenever you aren't alert of right. where you are. So just be mindful of that. Um, another thing that I would say too is whenever you are in the mall, I always like to have a buddy system. So sometimes I do go alone, but not all the time. And if I do go with people, I've had this rule with my little sister. Um, when she was alive, it was like, we come together, we stay together, we leave together. And that's what we were told growing up. So like if Vanessa didn't want to go somewhere and she wasn't listening, I'm like, Vanessa, come on, come on. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all very important um, things to do. And I think that especially as women, we need to be very mindful of our surroundings. We need to walk with confidence. We need to, um, you know, one of the things I always try and do a lot of people um, actually get into their cars and check their texts. Once they get into their cars, lock your door. Those are really important things. Here's what I'll say. If those are not typically the ways that you get trafficked, um, a lot of people think because trafficking is not typically a kidnapping situation, it's a um, relationship building situation. However, people are, there are people out there who want to do harm. And so if you are being followed in the mall, if you are being followed in all of those things you mentioned are so important because those people out there who want to do you harm probably won't get trafficked just because that murdered maybe, but not trafficked. And so that's what I always tell people. So all of that advice is, is brilliant and so important. And yeah, we do need to be very mindful of what is going on around us, not only in that context, but also in social media, in real life and those types of things and what we share with people. So yeah, absolutely. I love that. What are some other human trafficking myths out there that we need to bust that we see in the movies that is painting yes. a picture of what so what okay what, what it looks like yeah, yeah. Ex exactly what it looks like but in reality you're like that's not what it looks like yeah great question so I would say the number one myth is that human trafficking is about kidnapping and shipping it's not it's about relationship building and although you can get kidnapped most traffickers are not going to kidnap you because it's a lot more work and it's harder to manipulate number two trafficked individuals are always girls or women the reality is that boys can be trafficked and almost up to and equally as often as girls or women. Um, number three, that there has to be some sort of movement for it to be trafficking. So um, you can, we know people, they've been trafficked and they're still in home at their home. Young girl in high school, she was trafficked. Um, she would go to school every day. She was getting straight A's. She would go to her um, afternoon job. She would do her homework, living with mom and dad. And she was being sold by her quote unquote boyfriend every night. So movement doesn't need to be a part of it. And probably finally that trafficked individuals um, want to escape that they can just leave it every time. So that's what they're going to do or they're being um, restricted physically. The reality is that the majority of trafficked individuals don't recognize they're being trafficked and they're being trafficked by someone they know and trust. And so there's not a desire or need to escape because this is, they're getting what they, what they need, albeit um, nefarious. And so those are probably some of the biggest myths about trafficking. Wow. And that's a huge myth because for this young girl who was living a yeah. normal life, but also a double life, because at nighttime she was being trafficked by her boyfriend. Yeah. Why didn't that emotional alarm or physical alarm go off to let her know that something here does not sit right because a man or a boy, and in this case, I'm going to say a boy that says mm -hmm. that he loves you will not put you in a situation where you are being sold and doing things that is outside of your character. 
Right. And right. why would he want to share you with somebody else and not just somebody else, but multiple people? Right. Because you may not just be trafficked to one person. You could be trafficked to a multiple Many. ring of people. Absolutely. Well, here's what I would say to that. First of all, that boyfriend wasn't really a boyfriend. He didn't love her. And um, that's the key with traffickers. They build relationships, but they're fake relationships. They're not real. And so there isn't um, a love. But on the other side, that grooming process that takes place that can happen over a long period of time is really... Um, important for the trafficker to create a bond. And so if I am good at manipulating you, you don't know you're being manipulated. And so that's the game. And, um, and, and that's why uh, somebody might, and I always say the person who goes into the grooming process is never the same person who comes out. And so it literally changes who you are just like domestic violence, just like any of those types of things. And you are no longer the same person that might recognize, hey, wait a minute, this person's not treating me with value. This person's not treating me with respect. I don't want to do this. This is an alarm bell because that grooming process that's done well is extremely intentional and can create a very strong trauma bond. Mm. So you can name the claim but don't claim the game. Or you could always flip the script on, you know, the groomer, depending if you understand the psychology behind it. And if you're quick on your toes and early on in the grooming process, I, I would say that you can actually, okay, name it. Okay, this is what's happening, but I could claim it and take that control back versus letting it control me and dictate that's where right. I'm going. And that would be the goal. And that's when you block, whether that's a block on social media or whether that's a, Hey, we're done. And you get somebody to support you to say, this is, this is not going to happen anymore. You bet. And let's jump into the set me free project because I want to know, okay, what sparked the name of your project? And do you have any human trafficking survivors in there that maybe y'all could work together on creating like a awareness video and just putting that out on social media so we could tell the human traffickers out there, yep, we see what your game is and we're rising up and we're coming together in numbers and we're going to stop human trafficking by spreading awareness. Yeah. So we, um, we do have um, survivors that are part of our organization and we are a survivor led based organization. That's really important. Um, and the set me free project started about seven years ago. Cause we saw a need uh, the name actually came from something completely different. And it was really kind of a prayer um, where the name came from, you know, set me free from any of the, the issues, struggles that I'm dealing with. And um, it just kind of stuck. And so um, that's where the name came from. But we actually do have several videos that we use within our curriculum. Um, and our curriculum is, we really would love to get this across, um, you know, well, the world actually, right now we're very heavily in the States in the Midwest area, but um, those are things that we do do. And our goal is to stop human trafficking before it starts. So what we want to do is teach people that, 
okay, this is how you protect yourself. This is how you protect others. And when we do that as a community, traffickers do see that and they say, okay, we're moving on because we can't do that well here. So that is our goal. Yeah. And that's a great goal. And I'm, I'm glad that you all started it with human traffic survivors who are now thrivers and you have video components and et cetera, because the more voices and the more people that we have coming together, then you could see how strong it is. And yeah. the more lives that we can touch and reach just by having these candid and sometimes hard conversations, because right. it is hard for a human trafficker who has made it out of that to go back to some of the trauma that they face and it can be very triggering if they haven't gone through the entire healing process oh and it's a lifetime somebody who's been trafficked there is a lifetime of restoration and healing yeah absolutely so stephanie um this may be a personal question have you ever been human trafficked no that's um great question i have not um i am not a survivor of trafficking i'm a survivor of a whole lot of other things um but we do um work very closely with um survivors and we have some survivors on our team and um it's it's amazing what what we've learned through that and again that prevention piece is so critical because one of the things I didn't understand early on in my life was that I had an intrinsic value that no one can change. And, um, and that is really the key of everything that we teach. So we want everybody to recognize, hey, you're a human being with human dignity and intrinsic value, and no one can take that from you. And that's the bottom line. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that um, you broke those mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual bondages. So you set yourself free, but now you're helping others um, walk through that journey and really be liberated to be who they were called to be. Yeah. And um, um, that's awesome. Do, oh, does human trafficking have a month? Like, you know how there's always January. Like... Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Okay. I never knew it was January. Do they advertise it like boldly, like some of the other yeah, months? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, sometimes I think you have to be in the human trafficking arena to see it as, as actively, but January 11th is human trafficking awareness day and the month is, is January. And as we wind down, I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with your call to action regarding um, the topic human human trafficking. What are some of the other ways that they can educate people in their community or, you know, stand up with us to fight against human trafficking? Yeah. We, um, I really would um, encourage you all to check our website out at setmepreproject.net. We love to educate and we do a lot of virtual education. And so that's something we can do. I think we um, really re need to recognize the importance of prevention and that prevention, which is definitely more cost-effective than restoration and recovery, prevention can actually stop it before it starts. And that is the key. So get the education in your community, get the information in your community, help to fund prevention. Those are also important, but check us out at setmefreeproject.net. Amazing. And now plug your social media handles. Yes. Okay. So we are also at Set Me Free Project on Facebook, 
Instagram, um, YouTube, Twitter. And so we would love for you to, to check us out everywhere. And thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on Gems Podcast and talking about human trafficking. All of your contact information will be in the show notes so people could connect with you and learn further about the mission behind the Set Me Free project and some of the other topics you speak on. Listeners and viewers, I want you to subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And lastly, but not least, we are currently looking for brand sponsors. Space is limited, but we are currently ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And you can find out more information about becoming a sponsor by heading on over to Genesis Amaris Kemp and clicking on the GEMS podcast tab. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Follow your intuition, always listen to your gut, and don't do something that does not sit right with you. Let your no be no and your yes be yes, but do not be swayed to doing something that goes against your morals, your values, and your characteristics. You matter, you are valuable, and you are loved, and you are here for a purpose. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on gems podcast